0: to the nick and nolan show a buffalo rumblings podcast with your host nick bat sometimes i'll start a sentence and i don't even know where it's going i just hope i find it along the way and bruce nolan i once worked with a guy for three years and never learned
1: his name best friend i ever had Welcome, everybody, to a special breaking news edition, again, of The Nick and Nolan Show. I am your host, Bruce Nolan. We're here to talk about another signing, but it's not a signing from outside the building. The Bills have reached a two-year contract extension with Jordan Poyer. Safety. This is per Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, Ian Rappaport of NFL.com, Insider, Chips in that it's two years, $20.5 million. To put this in perspective, here are the current leaders in average annual salary at the safety position. Eddie Jackson, Chicago at 14.6 million. Kevin Byard, Tennessee, 14.1. Landon Collins, 14. Tyron Matthew, 14. Earl Thomas, 13.75. Rashad Jones, who just is on his way out of Miami, had 12 million a year. Justin Simmons is currently operating under the franchise tag, but you'd like to think he's going to reset the market. Anthony Harris from Minnesota, same thing. Kareem Jackson, Denver, Eleven million dollars. Lamarcus Joyner. The Raiders ten point five million. Harrison Smith, Minnesota ten point two five million. Devin McCourty, New England nine point five million. I mean, there's a lot of names on this list that I would take Jordan Poyer over. That's important. Ten and a half million dollars for two years, extended on the back of his contract. I'm about it. As far as I'm concerned. This is a deal. Now, one of the things that makes Sean McDermott's defense special is because even though it's simple, the ability of the safeties to be interchangeable, the ability of them to communicate, and the ability of them to hold their disguises late into the snap is something that has been pointed out over and over and over again by film watchers. People like Bill Belichick has said that. That's one of the things that makes this defense special is the interchangeability of the safeties and their ability to hold disguises post-snap. That's where Jordan Poyer comes into play. I would make an argument right now that of the players we had coming up this offseason and next offseason, as far as people who were coming up to be unrestricted free agents, Jordan Poyer, Matt Milano, Deion Dawkins, Shaq Lawson, Quentin Spain, Jordan Phillips, of those six players, I'm leaving Kevin Johnson off for now because he was kind of a platoon player at CB2, but of those six players ranked by Bruce in order of importance to re-sign for the continued success of this franchise, probably Dawkins number one simply due to scarcity of left tackles. He's a good player. He's not an unbelievable player, but a scarcity of left tackle and how important that role is. I put Dawkins at number one I put Poyer at number two, Milano at number three, Spain at number four, Shaq at number five, Jordan Phillips at number six. So the two people we've let walk were on the bottom of my personal list, and the two people we've re-signed were closer to the top. I'm all about it, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to hear a peep out of me. He's been available. He's been consistent. He's been productive. One of the keys to having a defense that consistently carries year over year. You hear analytics people talk about how difficult it is to maintain a top defense. I would argue one of the reasons that is, is because coaches don't have the self-awareness and front offices don't have the self-awareness to understand what makes the engine turn. They don't know what parts of their defense are indisposable and what parts of them are luxurious. I would make an argument That with Sean McDermott's success at defense here in the last couple of years, that the defensive backfield is responsible for that, along with the linebackers. Now, internal pressure is really great, but I am of the opinion that you don't have to re-sign Jordan Phillips in order to make sure you stay as a top-five defense. That's not like an absolute non-negotiable. It's nice to have, It's the same thing with Shaq Lawson. I don't think you absolutely have to re-sign Shaq Lawson or else you are ruining your chance at being a top five defense. However, if you lose Jordan Poyer and you have to put Jaquan Johnson in there in 2021, that could change things. I love Jaquan Johnson. You've heard me talk on this podcast about what a fan I am of Jaquan Johnson, but he lacks the top end athleticism necessary to be able to play at a high level. Now, we don't have to worry about that anymore because it seems to me that the Bills organization through this extension is understanding what they can let go and what they have to keep. And that's really important. That organizational awareness is important. That if I overspend on people who play 47% of the snaps and somehow that means I don't pay one of the keys to my defense, and one of the keys to having interchangeable safeties, then I might be in trouble. That organizational awareness is important. In addition, if you think about where Jordan Poyer and his contract specifically land, Joe Buscalia on Twitter made a comment, and I'd like to read it to you. He said, With the deals they've signed and the players they've made a move for, it certainly seems like the Bills are building up their forces for a two-year window, which just so happens to coincide with the third and fourth year of Josh Allen's rookie deal, maximizing the rookie window. For those of you who do not know, Joe Buscalia, one of the best on the Bills beat from The Athletic, along with Tim Graham and Matthew Fairburn. And I think that Joe's point here is really, really interesting to take a second and talk about. It's been said that the new NFL is one of those scenarios where getting a quarterback in the back part of their rookie deal where they're still cost controlled and haven't hurt your cap availability and surrounding him with a good team is the quickest way to make sure you can compete for a Super Bowl title because once that quarterback signs the typically market setting deal That's no longer an option anymore for the team. And I think that the Bills making the maneuver for Diggs yesterday, them taking a lot of two, three-year contracts now, I think that that means that the organization believes that too. They think Allen's the guy. They think Allen is the guy to take this team to a Super Bowl. They think they have a window in the next couple of years to be able to pull it off. 2020, 2021 probably, maybe 2022, the organization has gone through phases and they haven't done things organizationally that contradict the phase that they're in. One of the things that's always interesting to me when I look at other teams is that sometimes there's a disconnect between the front office and the coaching staff on where you're at as an organization. I mentioned this just a few seconds ago with organizational awareness. This is part of that. Knowing where you are as an organization is part of that. Are we in the asset accumulation phase of this scenario? Are we in the asset expenditure part of the scenario? Because there is a cycle to this. There is a cycle. If Josh Allen busts out really significantly, there will be a next phase of this organizational stuff. And knowing what phase you're in and not trying to overstay your welcome, and not trying to accumulate assets when you should be expending assets, and spending assets when you should be accumulating assets, those are things that have to be done in lockstep, if you will forgive me the Russ Brandonism. They must be done in lockstep between the GM, the coaching staff, the remainder of the front office. These people have to know what page they are on. And what this tells me, is that organizational stability is present in Buffalo. It's not just a buzzword anymore, ladies and gentlemen. It is not just a scenario where we just say trust the process and we hope it doesn't come back to bite us in the rear end. There is a reason to trust the process. It seems pretty obvious that the Bills know what phase of this life cycle the team is in right now. Now, they don't want to make bad decisions. They don't want to re-sign the whole team for overmarket contracts, but they know when it's time to be measured with their aggression. And that's really what I think this offseason is about. It's about measured aggression. It's not about doing things that are reckless. I remember one time I was in a business meeting and someone told me, Bruce, I think you just need to be bold. And I told them, I don't think what you're describing is bold. I think what you're describing is reckless. And there's a difference here. The Bills organization is being bold with the trade for Stephon Diggs. They recognize what they need. They recognize that getting a number one receiver, you can't see me, I'm doing air quotes, getting a number one receiver at 22 overall and hoping they step in and make an impact right away is not what lines up with where this team is. And the free agent wide receivers... The class is terrible. You want to go Brashad Perriman and just hope that the last five games of 2019 extrapolate all the way through and he's suddenly hit his stride this far into his career on his second team? Eh, Probably not. The Bills understand where they are in their life cycle. They're not being reckless. Being reckless will be paying Jordan Phillips $10 million a year. And Shaq lost in $10 million a year and just saying, hey, let's just let's just keep the band together as much as we can. That's reckless. This is bold. Getting Stephon Diggs is bold. Recognizing that we have a really good safety tandem. They are what stirs the drink in a lot of ways for this defense. And keeping them together for the next couple of years is important. It's bold. It's A combination of organizational competence and organizational awareness. The first step to being competent is being aware. You can't fix something if you don't know what the problem is. You can't keep doing something correctly if you don't know what you're doing is correct. What is it that's making this work and what is it that's making it not work? This organization understands that. Their moves have shown that they're not going to be perfect. They're not going to make every move correctly. And when there is criticism to be had, you can come talk to me. I'm more than happy to divvy it out. You guys know that by now. I have made more than my share of unpopular opinions. I wrote an article for Buffalo Rumblings about Jordan Phillips and got more than my share of hate about why I don't think we should resign him for what he's going to get on the market. I didn't want to resign him for $10 million a year. But... The Bills are showing you, if I can give that $10 million a year to Jordan Poyer or Jordan Phillips, I'm taking Poyer. And that value proposition, that organizational awareness leads to organizational competence. And that's encouraging. You should feel good about today, Bills Mafia. Over the last 24 hours, I hope that you remember what these 24 hours were like the next time you start to feel a little bit restless. Because they've earned a little bit of trust. They haven't earned blind loyalty. It's not like they have rings all over their fingers and they're never going to do anything wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they've earned a little bit of trust. And I think that's fair. Two playoff appearances in three years with two different quarterbacks, okay. I think we can trust them. And I think the trust is well-earned. This Jordan Poyer extension And by extension, the remainder of the last 24 hours and the organizational competence and awareness that's happening, I think gives us a reason to be optimistic when we get onto our social media and we see the bills have made a move. So now that I've had my soapbox moment, I'm just going to take a second and tell you one more thing that is really important, maybe the most important thing that I had to say out of all of the things I just said, and it's this.
0: I do the cha cha like a sissy girl. I like to do the cha cha.